What's going on, everybody? This is a very, very unexpected episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. Now, I know that normally I would go ahead and, you know, say the old expression, this episode of the Main Event Talk podcast brought to you by Rich Billiards and everything else like that. But at this point in time right now, we're going to leave this aside because as of right now, this is not an episode of the Main Event Talk podcast just to get it out of the way. The episode that I promised everybody will be aired this coming Saturday night as we get an opportunity to check out WWE's, I mean, I'm sorry, NXT TakeOver War Games as it takes place this Sunday live on the WWE Network. I will talk about all the matches. I will talk about everything that took place over there. I will even uh, also talk about uh, some of the things that are going to happen, including a little bit of uh, some information which I have brought to you. And of course, um, most of you guys have known about what happened um, about a few hours ago. Um, Obviously, we're going to be talking about Pat Patterson on the next episode of the Main Vet Talk podcast. Uh, that's going to happen uh, this coming Saturday. So uh, this is because, like I said, this is not an episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. This is uh, breaking news. This, this is an episode, but it is breaking news because we've got to get this out of the way. Because normally the main event would go ahead and do his intro, do his stuff, do his music and do everything. But today I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do I'm going to save that. I'm going to save all that for war games happening this Sunday. Now. Most of you guys have heard the lingo, have heard the story, have heard it all. But just in case you haven't heard the story, just in case you haven't heard about what's going on. Winter is coming. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My apologies. Winter has arrived. And it's arrived in so many crazy ways. So many crazy ways because here, you guys know about the story. Just in case you don't. Two things happen. Two things which I didn't expect to happen. But it happened. Now, if you had a chance to review my AEW full gear review. You know that I mentioned about a certain Hall of Famer who could possibly appear in the, in the AEW. Who, who could possibly appear at AEW Full Gear. Did not make his appearance, did not show up at the event. However, that individual did show up tonight. As a matter of fact, that person appeared on TNT for the first time since March 26 of 2001. Now, some of you probably don't know who it is. Some of you that had a chance to see AEW Dynamite tonight know what I'm talking about. The rest of you, here's how it goes. A long time ago, March 26, 2001, was the last and final time that WCW Monday Nitro would be aired. And the last match featured Sting versus Ric Flair. And it was the final match... It was the end. WCW would be out of business. Monday Nitro would be officially done. And TNT had said, and I quote, will no longer have any wrestling on their product whatsoever. That was 19 years ago. Fast forward to 2020, where all of a sudden, TNT, which... 
unless somebody gives me the answer and unless somebody tells me for the love of God as to why TNT decided to change their mind and why they decided to bring a quote-unquote pro wrestling, quote-unquote sports-based presentation to TNT, I will never know. So tonight, a matchup took place. Cody Rhodes and the TNT champion Darby Allin taking on the Team Taz of Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. Love the name, by the way. Cody Rhodes and Darby Allin win. They win their match. It's all done. It's all over. Team Taz is about to beat the living shit out of Cody Rhodes right there in the middle of the ring. The place goes completely dark. And then all of a sudden, something appears before the screen. Something I never imagined would happen. I never, ever imagined it would happen. I didn't think he would waste his time being a part of this company. Let's see. Let's look at everything that we see, shall we? You had someone like Jake Roberts that came in from the WWE, try to make an impact, and AEW, boom, that happens. Then you had someone like Arn Anderson, who made a stunning debut in AEW, came in and made an impact, and he's a part with Cody. And then Tully Blanchard makes an appearance and makes an impact himself. He does that, everything's cool, boom. And then the human suplex machine, Taz, comes in, makes an impact, forms Team Taz, and forms one of the best factions going in the history of AEW. You look at the lineup of all these stars that I just mentioned. Everyone that came from the WWE is now part of AEW. And I kept asking myself this question, why? Why in the world? Don't get me wrong. It was a great debut. Loved it. But why? Why? So let's, let's, and let me go ahead and just get it out of the way. Sting, for the first time since 2001 of March 26, reappears on TNT television and reappears in AEW Dynamite. Winter has definitely arrived. Now, am I upset about that? Well, yes and no. This is a great debut. This is the and 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 I I know that Matt Hardy had mentioned that he had a great debut. I mean, honestly, and and let's call it like we see it. Every single debut I've seen has looked good, but this one tops it all. Unfortunately, it's true. Sting's debut tops it all. It tops it all. Dig it, love it. But why? Why in the world would Sting, and this is with all due respect to him, why would he waste his time trying to work on a company that doesn't know how to produce baby faces, that doesn't know how to produce heels, that doesn't know how to produce good storylines, and even if they could produce a storyline, they don't have a fucking ending to it. They don't have an ending to it, and that's going to lead me to my next deal in, in just a moment. We'll, we'll get back to... Gets what I need to talk about. Let's get to Sting. Sting, who's been a part of, who's been a part of WCW for a long, long time until it closes doors, then became a part of TNA Wrestling. TNA, not Impact. TNA. 
has won multi-world championships, has had some of the greatest matches in the history of TNA wrestling, from the likes of Kurt Angle, from AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, and the list goes on and on. He gets inducted into TNA Hall of Fame. And then I made a prediction a long time ago that there's going to be a point and there's going to be a time back in 2014. I said there's going to be a point in the time when Sting will finally reappear before the WWE Universe. Reappear before everyone. And finally make his debut in the WWE, which happened in Survivor Series several years ago. And Sting, he makes his in-ring debut against Triple H. He loses at WrestleMania, and we all know the outcome of that story. Sting then gets injured at the hands of Seth Rollins. Sting gets injured, is out, and then he gets inducted in the WWE Hall of Fame. And we all know that Sting has been saying on numerous occasions that he wanted an opportunity to go after The Undertaker. In the WWE, he wanted an opportunity to go after The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Well, we know about the situation with The Undertaker. We know that that situation is out the window now. Don't have to deal with it anymore. Now, Sting, his contract had expired with the WWE several months ago. Several of his merchandise has been pulled out. Has been pulled out by WWE. And then AEW secretly, and secretly is the the true word here, decides they're going to go ahead and sign Sting. Now, let's make a couple of things clear here. Now, Sting has says he's retired from from professional wrestling. He announced it in the WWE Hall of Fame. Now, I even said on a question, what value does Sting have besides the fact that he's the biggest star in all of pro wrestling? He can bring the star power, the star quality, and everything to AEW, but what sort of use is he to AEW? I mean, let's, let's, let's be honest. What's his real value? He can't wrestle unless there's some way for him to wrestle one more time if he can. Now, if he wrestles, I'm going to be very surprised. But if he doesn't wrestle and he just makes a few, a few appearances, that's good. That's good. And I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that we should let Sting wrestle. I'm saying you need to keep, you need to just let, let Sting come out whenever he should. Pay him a shitload of money so that way he can come out and draw you some ratings for AEW. Now, the idea here is Sting is a big star. One of the biggest stars in the history of pro wrestling. Now, we know that he can't face The Undertaker because The Undertaker has officially retired. He's done. Sting, he said he's retired. But he appears in AEW. And the fans, and, and, and I, I love this, I love this meme, meme, that wrestling meme that people pull out that... There's a picture of, of Goldberg on, on top and then Sting in the bottom. <clears throat> the WWE fans hate to see all the old guys come out and take over WWE. But yet when an old guy like Sting comes out in AEW, the fans start cheering. You fucking morons. Here's the thing. <laughs> 
I will be surprised if Sting wrestles. I will be very, very surprised if he wrestles. If he appears before everybody, that's cool. That's fine. That's the way it should be. There's no need for Sting to wrestle. No need. I'm not saying that I'm his advisor and Sting shouldn't wrestle. I'm saying if Sting doesn't want to wrestle, he shouldn't. And personally to me, he shouldn't. There are people over the years like Sting that have said that they're going to be done with wrestling, but yet they come back to the ring. It's always that same thing. Just like I said with The Undertaker. I said, let it go. Let it be. Let The Undertaker rest in peace. Let him walk off into the sunset. Let him let him enjoy his time with his family and let him enjoy his time however he wants it. There's no need for him to put anyone over anymore. It's done. It's over. And Sting, he says he's done, he's over. But he appears at AEW Dynamite. So we'll, sting, we'll see what the future holds for Sting. We'll see what happens next. I'd mentioned that Sting would be coming to the AEW roster soon. I just, I just didn't know when. But I was right. I was right. If you hear my AEW review on the full gear, I'd mention that he would appear, he would show up over at the full gear event. Didn't happen, but he appeared anyway. So I was right on about what I was talking about. Now, we go from something spectacular like Sting appearing at AEW Dynamite on TNT to something that reminds me of 10 years ago. 10 Years ago. What, what, what am I talking about? What am I reflecting upon? Now, 10 years ago, something happened. But, you know, 30, let, me, let me reflect on something better before I get to something worse. About 30 years ago, around November 22nd of 1990, was the debut of The Undertaker. Now, you know the story. You know the whole thing. I don't have to explain it to anybody anymore. But then comes 2010. Then comes November 2nd of that particular year. It was considered the worst year in the history of WWE. So Wade Barrett goes one-on-one at the time when he was a part of the Nexus against the WWE champion at that time, Randy Orton. Randy Orton beats Wade Barrett in the middle of the ring. Retains the WWE Championship. And then, lo and behold, some jack-off with a fucking Money in the Bank briefcase decides he's going to walk in, cash in on a moment that I will never forget. The Miz comes in with the Money in the Bank briefcase, lays out Randy Orton, and takes the WWE Championship... And lo and behold, The Miz becomes the new WWE Champion. It was the worst day in the history of pro wrestling. Now, let me reflect upon this, okay? Just so everyone can get an idea of where I'm going with this. You got a major league star like Randy Orton. You got a major league player in the form of Randy Orton, a main event star. And then you got a wannabe jackoff who wants to be a main event star. And he has a Money in the Bank briefcase, and what does he do? He cashes it in on Randy Orton. Now, 
I remember being pissed off all over the internet. Going on Twitter, going on Facebook, going all over and telling people this dude fucking sucks. This dude ain't a champion. This dude ain't worth anyone's time. And then the fans, most of them, decide to go ahead and respond to me. You know what they tell me? Let me tell you exactly what they tell me. They tell me, they tell me, oh, well, Miz is doing his job. He's a heel, Furman. I mean, if he's pissing you off, he's doing his job. No, he's not. No, he's not. No, 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 no. Kevin Owens, what he does, pissing me off, that works. That's a heel's job. Ric Flair, years ago, when he beat the shit out of Sting over here in Corpus Christi, he pissed a lot of people off, including me. That works. Hulk Hogan, when he pissed off a lot of people, when he deflected from going to the red and yellow to going into the NWO, he pissed a lot of people off. That worked. That, ladies and gentlemen, works. That's how you become a heel. The Miz was the perfect example of what not to do. The Miz is a great talent. The Miz is somewhat good in the microphone. Somewhat good. But he doesn't know how to be a heel. He doesn't. And he still doesn't know how to be a heel. Because you say, oh, well, he's getting heat. Oh, well, you're mad at him, so he's doing his job. No. What Miz does is annoying. What Miz does is stupid. Miz actually thinks that he is a better superstar than what all of you claim. The Miz, 10 years ago, took a championship that he didn't deserve. That he didn't deserve. And yet he headlines WrestleMania. He headlined WrestleMania in one of the worst WrestleMania matches in the history of WWE with John Cena versus The Miz for the WWE Championship. And Miz may have had his head smashed in the fucking concrete. And he may have had a win over John Cena. And he may have made himself a main event star at WrestleMania. But that moment I said... The only reason why The Miz was still the WWE Champion because you had two big stars like John Cena and The Rock that took over WrestleMania while The Miz was simply an afterthought. And then what happened after that? Miz loses the WWE Championship to John Cena one month later. And then that's that. Miz doesn't become a part of a main event status anymore. Yes, true. Miz went on to win championships and everything, and that's fine. That was good because he needed to be a mid-card player. But I will also admit one thing. I'll admit also one thing right here, right now. I think I said this before, and I'll say it again. The one championship I wish the Miz was was the world heavyweight champion. I know. Some people are thinking, are you fucking high from him? Are you out of your fucking mind? Miz, the world champion? I would rather have him be a world champion than the WWE champion. You want to know why? That championship, the world title, means a lot. It means a lot. It's been held on to by Triple H. It's been held on to by Ric Flair, Edge, and so many others. The WWE championship... To me, and I'll say it because it's true, it's, a, it's bigger than the world title. To me. That's just my opinion. And Miz truly deserved to be that champion. But since it didn't happen and since they combined the belts, 
that's it. Miz doesn't have an opportunity to be a main event star. Miz has the money in the bank briefcase. But if I sit back and let that crap happen again, I will be pissed off even more. And it's not about me getting pissed off at a guy like The Miz because he is still annoying 10 years ago and he's still annoying today. But what does that have to do with what I'm explaining to everyone here? Well, now comes the part where now I thought The Miz was the only person that could be more annoying than anyone on the face of this planet. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Now we get to the big part. We get to the big part now. Because besides the debut of Sting, besides the fact that Sting made his debut on AEW Dynamite, Winter is Coming. Oh my god, Winter is Coming. It's going to get cold. Oh my god. It got cold, all right. Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. For the AEW World Championship. Let's review Omega. Now I've done this before. And some people know how I feel about this. But just in case you haven't figured it out yet guys. Let's look at the statistics. However the fuck it goes. Let's look at what I see in Omega. Shall we? Omega. Who was brought up in New Japan. Who's been a part of Ring of Honor for a bit. He wrestled a blow-up doll years ago. He beat up a nine-year-old girl. Let's call it like we see it. He beat up a nine-year-old girl. He becomes New Japan's hottest star. Now, Kenny Omega is a great talent. I'm not going to deny that. Omega's a star in New Japan. He's won the IWGP Championship on a few occasions. Now, to people like Dave Meltzer, who want to look at Omega as, look, you know, as the best wrestler in the world today. Here's the thing. Until, until Omega beats CM Punk, until he beats Stone Cold Steve Austin, until he beats Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and others in that particular nature, you give me a call in the meantime, he's the best, but he ain't the best in the world, so shove that up your ass. Now, when the insertion of AEW began... My thought was that Kenny Omega would probably go ahead and go to AEW. Seemed very, very predictable. But what happens if he goes to the Royal Rumble and surprises the living hell out of everybody? I would like that. You know why? Because at least the WWE will finally make a star out of Kenny Omega. Make him a big star. But instead, Kenny Omega goes over to AEW. And then builds up this match between Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho. Double or nothing comes in. These two have a great match. These two put on a show. And my prediction was, Kenny Omega is not going to beat a star in Chris Jericho. And why I say a star? Because Chris Jericho has won championships, has beaten the best, has taken on the best, whether it's in WCW or in the WWE or New Japan or wherever organization he was a part of. If Kenny Omega can beat him, he becomes a star and he gets a shot at the AEW world title. What happens... Kenny Omega gets shot, and Chris Jericho moves on, and he goes after the AEW world title. Then we fast forward into Moxley versus Kenny Omega. But before that took place, before that took place, Kenny Omega, I'm sorry, John Moxley got injured. 
So then All Out comes out. The first All Out. And he loses to another big star. Not the biggest star in the world, but he's a big star in his own right. The man who was known as the gravity... The gravity that that mankind forgot or... Or whatever, you know... Um, trying to rem- I'm sorry, I apologize. I'm trying to... Rem- the man that gravity forgot. There we go. I'm talking about Aaron Neville. Neville, who was a big star in the WWE. A big star in NXT. And Kenny Omega loses to the bastard Pac. But he didn't lose him at a pinfall. He tapped out. He tapped out. One more time. He tapped out. And then comes the non-sanctioned match. Then comes the non-sanctioned match. Kenny Omega against John Moxley. Matchup doesn't count, whatever, doesn't matter. It's hardcore. Barbed wire. Steel chairs. Tables all over the place at full gear about one year ago. John Moxley wins the match. And I said that if Kenny Omega can somehow beat John Moxley in the ring, he may be a big star and he'll be able to beat the biggest star in the company and he'll be worth something. He wasn't worth shit. And it may not count in the record books, but it's in fresh in all our minds. We know that Moxley beat Omega. We know that. It happened. So now we're in 2020. He becomes tag team champions. With Hangman Adam Page, who should be in the world title picture and not Omega. And then they put this storyline together between, you know, Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page. And what happens? They become tag team champions. They become friends. One's a drunk, one's a moron. Then they lose the titles to FTR. And then after that, Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam, Hangman Adam Page decide to go their separate ways, right? No fight, no storyline, no nothing. Just a bunch of crybabies crying at each other because they lost each other's momentum. And then Kenny Omega decides he needs to bring out the old Omega. Like there was such a thing as an old Omega. The old Omega was somewhere in New Japan Pro Wrestling and you can't find him. And even if you could find him in New Japan Pro Wrestling, they want nothing to do with Kenny Omega. It's the truth. Read the stories. So then, then, after all that was said and done, they set up a tournament. They set up a tournament to decide who would be John Moxley's number one contender to take on. John Moxley for the AEW world title. And how ironic. How crazy is it. And everyone predicted it. Hangman Adam Page. And Kenny Omega would be in the finals. Kenny Omega goes through this. (laughs) Quote unquote. Change. He goes through this change. He becomes this quote unquote. Heel. Kenny Omega goes through the tournament. Hangman Adam Page goes through the tournament. They face off against each other at full gear. 
Kenny Omega wins. And he wins fair and decisively. And then Kenny Omega gets an opportunity at the AEW world title. I was thinking along the lines of him going after the championship until 2021. You know why? Because it would make sense because I could have swore, and if I heard this correctly, I heard, and I quote, that Kenny Omega was going to be the champion in 2021. I said that if that happens, it would fucking blow chunks. Because Kenny Omega hasn't proven anything yet. Yes, he's been a tag team champion. But listen to the people that he lost to. He lost to Kenny Omega. Oh, I'm sorry. He lost to Chris Jericho. He lost to Pac. He even lost to John Moxley. And even though that will not be in the record books, the other two matches, those actually happen. So now it all comes down to here comes winter. Winter is coming or whatever the fuck it is. Kenny Omega goes one-on-one against Jon Moxley for the AEW title. Match was good. Match was great. Everything was fine. Jon Moxley throws him over to some heater. There was a heater there. He looks like he's hurt. And I'm like, wait a minute. He can't be that fucking hurt. All the officials are right there looking at him. And then here comes Don Callis. Don Callis, who is a part of Impact Wrestling, which we'll get into in just a moment. He's a part of Impact Wrestling who shows up. He is the uncle or the uh, friend or whatever of Kenny Omega, right? So he's there. He was there at Full Gear. Long story on that. He shows up here tonight, right? So John Moxley is not having any of this. He takes Kenny Omega, he throws him in the fucking ring, and all I want to see is this Kenny Omega lose another match to a big star like John Moxley. Because in my view, Omega can't beat a star like John Moxley. He doesn't have the ability and the the qualifications to be in that level. Now, as soon as they brought him back into the ring, Don Callis was trying to quote unquote be there and tell John Moxley he's hurt, he's hurt, he's hurt. He's in the ring, you fucking moron. John Moxley pushes him over, and conveniently, conveniently, Don Callis takes the microphone and takes it over to Kenny Omega. Referee's distracted. Everything else. John Moxley charges at Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega hits him in the fucking head with a fucking microphone. And my head was like, oh, you better not let this shit happen. You better not let this shit happen. You better not even let... I don't want to have a repeat of what happened 10 years ago with The Miz. Omega... Hits him with every single knee possible. And then after the final knee, and then after the one-winged angel, one, two, three. Ladies and gentlemen, it pains me to say this, but we have a new AEW world champion His name is the cleaner himself, Kenny Omega. (coughs) 
So you can imagine my surprise. So now, let me continue on with the story. So Kenny Omega takes off with the championship. Don Callis, they both leave. Everyone's in shock. Everyone's wondering what the fuck's going on here. How did this happen? Why did this happen? And everything. They're walking off. They're running like a couple of fucking bitches. Like they ran and fucking robbed a store somewhere at 7-Eleven. Right? And then... Officer Bar Brady, or whatever that fucking announcer's name is, decides he's going to ask Omega a question. What in the world just happened? Find out this Tuesday. What are you talking about? AEW's on Wednesday. Find out this Tuesday on Impact Wrestling. So now, now we get ourselves a crossover. We get ourselves a crossover, so let's let's review everything I just talked about. Sting appears at AEW Dynamite for the first time in over 19 years. 19 years, ladies and gentlemen. Remember that. And then all of a sudden, Kenny Omega becomes the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. He takes the championship, he walks out with Don Callis, and he will explain the actions on Impact Wrestling this Tuesday on Access TV. How fucked up is this? So let me get this straight. Kenny Omega wins the title. And what this is right now is... Do I see this as a crossover? Possible. Is this pretty good? Maybe. Maybe. But this... Is the Miz all over again? Ten years ago, he didn't deserve to be the WWE champion. He didn't deserve it. And now we got another moron who doesn't deserve to be an AEW world champion because he hasn't beaten anybody. Oh, well, let me, let me, my apologies. He beat John Moxley. Yeah. But via controversy, folks, via controversy, a win's a win. It's controversy however you see it. Yes, a win's a win, and I can understand that. But Kenny Omega, he knows he can't beat John Moxley. He can't. Whether it's in hardcore matches or a one-on-one match, he can't beat a star. He may have been able to beat a star to make him a star, and that's exactly what he did. He made him a star over John Moxley. John Moxley, who has faced off against individuals at AEW, who was a part of one of the greatest factions in the history of professional wrestling, The Shield, who was an intercontinental champion, who was a former United States champion, who was a former tag team champion, who was a WWE champion, who faced off against many great wrestlers, including Brock Lesnar, Including Brock Lesnar. Have Kenny Omega go face Brock Lesnar and see what the fuck happens. And yet, Omega beats John Moxley in the middle of the ring and taking the world title. So what is my complaint? Here's my complaint, folks. My complaint is Omega is the champion. Way too sticky predictable. Does he deserve to be the champion? Hell no. Is this his time? Hell no. Has he proven anything? No. You see, the cleaner is like The Miz. Think real hard about that. The Miz, a wannabe A-lister. 
A guy who has been WWE champion by accident and thinks he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. The most annoying individual on the face of this planet and he still is today. And I thought, in my view, there was no one more annoying than The Miz. No one. Until Kenny Omega arrived. Kenny Omega, a man who has accomplished a lot in in New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm not going to knock that, okay? I'm not. But like I said before, Kenny Omega has yet to beat a real big star, and he hasn't done it yet. He couldn't beat Chris Jericho. He couldn't beat Moxley. He couldn't beat Pac. He couldn't beat any of those stars that I just mentioned. Right? Any of those stars I just mentioned. And then he beats Moxley. Not fair and square. He beat it via microphone in his fucking head. So now we're stuck in this position where Kenny Omega is the champion. Winter has arrived. Everything got cold. So now, now we're looking at this as a crossover. And that's what it is, a crossover now. So let's look at this. You got AEW, a great, a great wrestling promotion with some great wrestlers and some that need work. Going over to a company like Impact Wrestling, and Impact Wrestling is a great, great company. I'm not going to lie. They're a great company, great show, great wrestlers. A bit stupid wrestlers in certain ways, but that's, that's a story for another day. Now all of a sudden, and, and here's something else, and we gotta we gotta address this, and I wanted to address this on the next episode of the Main Vet Talk podcast, but I'm gonna go ahead and address it right here. We know we know that this coming Sunday, this coming Sunday, besides WWE's NXT War Games happening on the WWE Network, we know that this Saturday Impact Wrestling is having final resolution. No doubt, Kenny Omega will probably be a part of that event. Somehow, but we'll see. We're not gonna, you know, pull strings out of our asses and everything. But we'll see how this goes. So the point of this whole breaking news and, and breaking news deal is Sting appears in AEW. But why? What's the real reason? I don't care about the millions of dollars and whatever they sign to Sting. You know, to get Sting over here. No doubt they signed a lot of money for Sting. Okay, no doubt they did. I just hope that he doesn't wrestle. Not that I don't want him to. Not that I don't want him to. But you have to remember what he said several years ago. He is retired from this business. And I'm hoping that he lives up to his word. Because if he wrestles again, I'll be surprised. I'll be very surprised. But who will he wrestle? Will he wrestle Cody Rhodes? Will he wrestle Darby Allen? Will he wrestle Ricky Starks? Here's something. Here's something. How about Sting versus Omega? The biggest star in wrestling. The, one of the greatest world champions of all time. And then there's Kenny Omega. What a match, eh? <laughs> so to conclude this... And even though we are getting close to an hour, and usually I would have already closed within an hour, I'm deciding to close on this. AEW Dynamite, the ratings last year, or the late the ratings from one year ago, or I'm sorry, from last week, AEW Dynamite lost to NXT. And no doubt, no doubt that 
NXT will probably lose this week because of what happened with Sting and everything else like that. And also, and let's also bring up one one little thing. Tony Khan had mentioned a while back something about a seismic shift is going to change... A seismic shift is going to change in AEW. And we were thinking it was probably the Brandy promo, right? We, we thought it was that. Or we thought it was uh, something other than that. You know, some, something different with that. But it turns out, this is what he was talking about. Tony Khan had a plan to apparently include Sting in AEW. And I commend him for that. He did a good job bringing Sting over. But the question is, Tony Khan, what are you going to do? What are you going to put together? How is this going to work? I mean, you can try and tell us and you can try and convince us that you're going to make Sting into a star. But you don't have to because a star like Sting doesn't have to be made. He's the greatest of all time. There's no need to make a star like Sting. And then Kenny Omega, you had wrestlers like Chris Jericho and John Moxley who were great world champions, and now you added Kenny Omega to your list. Kenny Omega has become the Miz of AEW. That's what he's become. And I know some people are going to probably argue that debate. With it. Well, Kenny Omega is a better wrestler than The Miz. I don't give a flying fuck if... I don't give a... Here's how I see it. I don't give a rat's ass if Kenny Omega can give a better blowjob than The Miz. The point is... You got guys like The Miz and guys like Kenny Omega that have no respect for this business. They don't know how to be heels. They don't know how to be baby faces. Okay? All they can be is annoying. That's all they can be. Nobody wants to pay attention to that. Nobody really wants to. Because people want to go ahead and just shut out the negativity. We don't need that. We don't need that. Here's the thing. You do need that. You do need that. Because in order to overcome your negativity, you must make a positive out of it. So what am I saying? What what am I trying to bring up? Here's the thing. Omega should have not been champion at all. Under any circumstances. Considering the fact that Omega is an executive vice president. Oh, and did I forget to mention that the, the Young Bucks are the world tag team champions. And they're also executive vice presidents of the company. And Cody Rhodes is also a vice president of the company as well. Am I right? The point is. You got executives who are champions. Guys who don't deserve to be the champions. Now, if I'm an executive of a company like AEW, I don't want to declare myself as a champion. Don't want to. No, I'm not. I'm handing that over to the new talent. I'm handing that over to people that deserve to be in this company. I'm not putting myself in that company. Now, if I was a talent, that'd be a different story. That'd be a totally different story. So... Sting is now in AEW. He's officially in AEW as of now. And Kenny Omega is the new AEW world champion. He's officially become the new Miz of AEW. That's the truth. So guys, 
I'm going to conclude this episode right here. This breaking news episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. So, as always, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Instagram.com slash at Main Event Player. You can also follow me on Twitter at Twitter.com slash at Main Event Player. Follow me on my Main Event Talk Facebook page at Facebook.com slash at Real Main Event Talk. And you can also friend request me on Facebook at Facebook.com slash at Main Event Player. So that's going to do it right now. And remember, guys, uh, this coming Saturday, new episode of the Main Event Talk podcast is coming. The official new episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. We're going to be talking about AEW. We're going to talk, well, we're going to talk a little bit more about AEW and some of the things that are going to be happening in the next uh, couple of days. And also, we're going to talk about, um, uh, well, we're going to kind of combine this a little bit. As a matter of fact, I think we're going to combine War Games and Final Resolution together because Final Resolution is going to happen this coming Saturday night. Uh, Sunday will also be, uh, as I said, a uh, NXT TakeOver War Games. That's going to happen. And also a tribute to the troops. Uh, that's going to happen uh, on Fox TV. So that's going to be uh, interesting to check out. So there's a lot of wrestling that I'm going to be covering this week. So I can't wait to be back on the episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. Once again, thank you for listening to this episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. I'll be back soon. We'll get everything back to our regular schedule, back to our normal routine. And as much as I would love to put a song on right now, I really don't think I should. I'll just leave it the way it is for right now. Let it be and everything. So, guys, once again, Sting is now a part of AEW. And Kenny Omega is the new AEW World Heavyweight Champion. And as I stated before... Kenny Omega has now become the Miz of AEW. Big congratulations go to him on that particular note. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to this episode of the Maven Talk Podcast. I will see you next time. I will see you this coming Saturday on another great new episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. And as always, subscribe to the Main Event Talk Podcast on Spotify, on Google Play, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever it is you find your favorite podcast. So, guys, take it easy. I'll see you next time in another great episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. Why? Because I can and I want to. Any questions? Enough said. Sting and AEW, Kenny Omega, world champion well they say winter is coming well winter is here yeah winter is here so I guess that means hell has been frozen over